Evolve into Power is a podcast on a mission to highlight Central Florida's community and business leaders in the hopes of sharing the lessons they've learned with you all to help you evolve into power. Today's episode, Max and Dr. Alicia Clarisius were joined by Phil Nahayeski, the current CFO of Got Chosen Inc., Polyblocks, Merge.re, Concepts, and Pink Lotus Technologies. Phil spent the early part of his career working his way up the finance arm of Time Warner Cable and later helped lead finance for the Florida group of Bright House Networks. In recent years, Phil has spent his time as CFO of several startup companies in Orlando, as I mentioned above. Here's his story. We hope you enjoy. Hello, good morning, Mr. Phil Nahayeski. How are you? Wonderful. Dr. Alicia and Max, how are you two today? Uh, thank you so much for being here with us this, yes, this morning. Yes, thank you so much. Terrific. This is all mine. Yes, we thank you for coming on the show this morning, as this will be a great episode for our viewers. Thank so you. we just want to dive right in. So we know that you're the CFO of different companies, which if you know people don't know, Chief Financial Officer. And you're of Concepts of Pink Lotus Technology. You're the founder of Florida Entrepreneur Success Network and the Florida CFO Group. So kind of tell us your background. Busy man, busy man. Yes, he is. <laughs> tell well, us how you got started with that. Well, uh, it's been a long journey. Uh, and uh, you know, I've been blessed. Uh, I've had five different careers and I think four of them are still active. Uh, <laughs> the one that I started with is the one that's no longer active. That's my corporate career. And I know many people think the corporate world can be stifling and unrewarding and not a lot of fun. Uh, about 80% or 90% of my experience actually was fulfilling, exhilarating even, because I was lucky enough to have been in the glory days of two industries, computer mainframes in the 1980s and then cable TV in the 90s and 2000s. Yeah. And uh, when the, the glory days are great because there's just a lot of opportunities available for people who want to uh, uh, raise their hand and uh, make things happen and uh, grow the, and evolve into power, right? <laughs> yes, exactly right. <laughs> the, the problem is that glory days don't last forever. Right. I, right. I was actually born two months before Steve Jobs and 10 months before Bill Gates. And we started off in the same industry. And <laughs> my, my view at that time uh, in the uh, late 70s was that computer mainframes had 40 years of growth ahead of it. I was off by 32 years, thanks to those two disruptive young punks. <laughs> <laughs> God rest his soul, uh, the, the great Steve Jobs. Yes. Yes. Tell us your background as well regarding college education. Which college did you graduate from and, and what did you graduate with? Well, I, I bounced through colleges like I bounced through careers. <laughs> I started <laughs> off in Michigan State. Um, I was actually in law school at Wayne State in Detroit when I got into the computer mainframe business. Uh, just started raising a family. Uh, our, my wife was pregnant with our first, and I just bought a house and trying to figure out how to make all these bills, including law school bills, uh, uh, mm -hmm. get paid. And uh, when I landed the job, I was so excited to hear that they said uh, we're paying for college education. And uh, then they said, but uh, you're, you got an accounting job. We're going to pay for your MBA, not for your law degree. <laughs> and that's actually what uh, uh, made me change uh, careers. Uh, I was uh, had aspirations of being a, a, a lawyer at the time, uh, but uh, had the uh, uh, family responsibilities that made me uh, uh, change my course. And uh, no regrets. I've had a, just a, a wonderful career as a financial executive. Sure, thanks. Take us back a little bit. Oh, where did you grow up? Let's take us back to uh, what your family's like at the age of seven, eight, 
just kind of walk us through at seven, did you know you were going to be in the, the accounting business and going into the corporate world? What was your aspirations then? Uh, well, uh, you know, the journey I took uh, started off uh, just getting a job that could uh, generate an income from the to help us uh, raise a, a family uh, in the accounting world. Uh, and uh, I was lucky enough to be in such a, a fast growing company. We were $2 billion company when I joined it and uh, escalated, scaled up to $5 billion in my first seven, eight years. Uh, and then we acquired another $5 billion company, become a $10 billion company. And I just had these opportunities cross my threshold. Uh, you know, as the company was expanding, they needed more controllers and chief and financial executives for their field operations. So I moved my family from Detroit to Syracuse to uh, get a flavor for what it was like to actually to work on a team with sales, engineering, software professionals. Uh, leading a finance team and being part of a team uh, trying to strategize how we're going to survive against a big IBM at the time. And uh, I was fortunate enough to be called into uh, the um, uh, merger integration team when Burroughs bought Sperry in the late 80s. Uh, that uh, gave me the wonderful opportunity of trying to create a brand new company out of two $5 billion uh, uh, companies that were competitors. and. Uh, that really is what uh, got was my inroads to the cable TV business because time was merging with Warner and mm -hmm. cable companies were buying up cable systems and needing people who can integrate acquired properties into business units. So, so I did that in Ohio for in the early 90s and then in South Carolina in the late 90s for Time Warner. And then in 2000, I, I had earned the right to be the lead financial executive for the billion dollar operation that Time Warner had in Tampa Bay. That's fantastic. Wow. That's fantastic. Now, so what, what, what keeps you going, Phil? What drives you and inspires you to be your best self every day? Um, good question. Uh, I'm, I'm not that uh, self-analytical, but <laughs> I do know I'm very competitive. Uh, I have an identical twin brother, and it's well, growing, there growing it is. up. There it is. Yeah, <laughs> we, we competed at everything, you know, from, you know, Basketball, baseball, you know, flashcards, uh, you know, who got the most at the dinner table every day, you know? So I have a competitive drive. I know that. Absolutely. Good. So tell our listeners, too. So you're, you're great at shifting. And uh, like you said, you really didn't know what you want to be, you know, initially. But you shifted through everything, even with, you know, law school and so where you're at right now. What advice would you give someone trying to pursue a career similar to yours in the CFO uh, department? Uh, well, uh, be open to uh, what the universe throws at you. Uh, you know, there's a lot of wise advisors say, uh, say no a lot. Uh, so you don't, uh, but I, I would say say yes a lot. When I look back at uh, what gave me the breadth of experience and, uh, and uh, skills, it was because uh, I saw chances where I thought I might be able to do it. And I said, yes, anyway, and I threw myself in and, you know, evolve into power. I love the name of the nice. show, by the way. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Talk a little bit, Phil, about where it means to be learning-based. Obviously, you said you were thrown into these different fields. I'm sure you had to learn some things on the job. Uh, how important it is to be learning-based and open to learning? Oh, it's uh, incredibly important. 
Uh, and everybody's got their own learning styles. Uh, and, uh, and it's good to have multiple learning styles. I, I've, I've learned to read a lot and listen to a lot of podcasts, actually. But for me, what, uh, what I learned the best was to establish relationships with people who share the journey and talk about it, which is easy to do in big corporations because, uh, you know, when I was uh, my first job as a, a lead financial executive, I was a controller. There were 60 of us spread around the country uh, and we could uh, compare notes. Um, That's fantastic. And, uh, and I did that in the cable TV business with my you know, uh, 40 other the, the division uh, financial uh, VPs uh, just to basically get that network of knowledge flowing. Yeah. Like that's what I love about the Florida CFO group, by the way. I, I discovered this uh, network of CFOs that was operating in Tampa and Sarasota last year. And they asked me to get their brand going in Orlando. And I, I was glad to say yes, because I didn't miss that camaraderie you get that uh, kind, of, kind of like have a mastermind group uh, that you can tap into. And if you get stuck in something or want a different perspective on something, I mean, yeah. and whenever I want a different opinion on something, I send an email out to my 18 partners. I don't just get a second opinion. I get a third, a fourth, a fifth. <laughs> yeah, 18. Yeah. Dale <laughs> Barnett, he calls it the mastermind. Right. Yes. It's like a mastermind group. Yeah, that's fantastic. I want to ask who are three people um, that you really admire, dead or alive? Ah, uh, you know, I, I answered that in a prior podcast. Uh, I was asked who should be in my uh, uh, review team, advisor team, and I said uh, General Eisenhower. Uh, That's a I, good one. Uh, President Eisenhower, uh, he, because he uh, really, uh, he was called the hidden hand, the hidden hand presidency, because he was really good at getting things done behind the scenes. And, uh, you know, it's kind of rare amongst politicians today to have the mindset that uh, uh, so much gets done if you don't care who gets the credit. Uh, I yeah. think that's why that uh, uh, he, uh, he was a leader of one of the greatest generations. You know, my dad was in that generation. And uh, I always look back at Eisenhower as one of my heroes. And then I, my, most of my answers, because I've been in tech businesses for a long time, I, I went with Jeff Bezos, because what he's done with Amazon for the oh, last fantastic. 20 years is amazing. Fantastic. And uh, when I, then I finish up by saying, when I look around the room and it's me, Eisenhower and Bezos, I have to add somebody with hair. <laughs> <laughs> so I had Bill Gates. <laughs> uh, Bill Gates, when you read up on what Microsoft's been doing uh, to accept responsibility for it, to solve the, t the problems that big tech has created, uh, it's fascinating to see that uh, they actually have a, a social responsible view of the world, you know, beyond the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, he's instilled in his executive team at Microsoft, a, uh, an, a mindset that uh, we're creating some problems, we better fix them. So yeah. uh, there's a great book now called Tools and Weapons that kind of tells the story of all the things they do behind the scenes, because the internet can be a tool and a weapon, they have that mindset. Uh, they're out to, to protect the greater good uh, that uh, so the internet becomes uh, more good than bad. That's fantastic. Right. Uh, Phil, what's one thing you wish you had known that you know today, but you wish you had known when you began your career some years ago? Uh, well, uh, yeah, I'll go back to uh, what I learned in the startup world. Uh, I made a transition from corporate to startup, and uh, I had this uh, tremendous amount of confidence because when you're back with the resources of the corporate world, there's a lot you can't achieve when all the resources have to come from uh, 
yourself and your investors, um, it, uh, it really teaches you to uh, uh, be uh, respect the bootstrap mode and yeah. respect every dollar earned. Uh, I, I thought I had that ingrained in me, but it's uh, living through the uh, roller coaster ride of startups uh, just reinforced that learning so that uh, never take the money you have in the bank for granted. Uh, you know, there's nothing like cash reserves that's going to protect you through crises like COVID. Absolutely. And, um, you know, we, we should expect more crises. Yeah. Be ready for the future. Absolutely. Uh, a plan for the flood even before the flood gets there. Well said. Well said. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Let me ask you another question. I, I you know, I, I just got to ask this. What's one common thing, uh, uh, Phil, that people seem to misunderstand about you a bit? Well, uh, you know, uh, I think most people look at financial executives as being the, the uh, disciplined number guys, uh, but people have more than one side. You know, I have sure. a creative side. I'm glad I'm be able to express that now because uh, I'm. All, I also dove into the content creation world. Uh, so I have a respect for what the two of you are doing. Uh, <laughs> Thank when you. I, when I was asked to launch the Florida CFO Group brand in Orlando, I realized that the best way would really be some content marketing, uh, get our brand out in front of people. And uh, and being a longtime sports fan, an old-time cable guy, I, I had this um, I vision of creating the ESPN for entrepreneurs, just the highlights. Yes. One-minute videos from experts and entrepreneurs. And uh, it's which is a great idea, by the way. Oh, thank it you. is. It's my creative outlet. You know, I, I, I do have a creative side and uh, I do like uh, the brevity and communications uh, the, and the challenge of trying to crunch as much meaning into a minute. And uh, I've uh, been able to convince uh, 49 other experts and entrepreneurs to give it a try. And now we've got a nice base of uh, 185 videos for people to uh, scroll through. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's awesome. Your videos. Thank so you, you work with uh, multi-billion-dollar industries. So tell us how that works. I guess you know with the CFO position. How do you help these businesses grow? Well, you know, uh, I, I really believe that uh, both the corporate world and the startup world uh, have a lot to teach small business people, small and mid-sized business people. The uh, there's a corporate fiscal discipline. Uh, that uh, the, the billion dollar companies use that make sure that their resources are strategically allocated and effectively managed. It's a routine of you know, uh, budgets and, and uh, reviews and analysis. And uh, that routine can't help any business. I, I had the uh, uh, delightful discovery that uh, those, that those skills were uh, highly valuable for nonprofits. And I was drawn into a the nonprofit world by a friend who begged me to be on a board to help save a struggling agency. And uh, it was a delightful uh, feeling to know that uh, these skills that I was using to help, you know, uh, companies get a higher earnings per share also could help nonprofits uh, continue the good work they're doing and do it a lot more of it and a lot for a lot longer period of time because the, those fiscal disciplines, uh, they apply to big corporations, they apply to nonprofits, they apply to startups and small businesses. And then I learned from the startup world that uh, the agility, resourcefulness, and responsiveness that uh, makes them so uh, disruptive uh, can, can also be applied 
in the nonprofit world or small and mid-sized business world. So there's a lot of uh, cross-knowledge uh, opportunities there that uh, just work very well. And also, uh, Phil, I know one of your skill sets are, you said you're masterful at scaling businesses the right way. And I want to emphasize the right way because most businesses, obviously, uh, the goal of being in business is to scale. But oftentimes, uh, businesses don't understand that if they scale too quickly, they can scale themselves out of business. So I'd like for you to uh, emphasize a little bit and discuss what the right way looks like. And, and what model and what systems you use? Uh, excellent question, Max. Uh, coincidentally, when we did, had our launch event for the Florida CFO group uh, at the Citrus Club downtown really this year, uh, I led a panel talking about uh, uh, the do's and don'ts of scaling because 70% of businesses fail because they try to scale too fast. It's like building the house before the foundations there. Sure, sure. But the secrets uh, are, first of all, you, you, you need uh, the people, processes, and technologies to be solidified. It's got the, the, that's got to support the, uh, uh, the, the bigger company that you're trying to grow. Of course, you need the sales engine to be working. And of course, you need the funding because uh, if you uh, push, grow too fast and you don't have the working capital to support your customer base, uh, you're going to fall on your face. Exactly. Exactly. And, th and that's the reason why, because I, I, I speak with a lot of business owners and we're, we're part of some um, CEO groups and the, the conversation is always scaling, scaling without really, ha and you said it best, being able to control cash flow, being able to maneuver in a situation like COVID, being able to pivot because things that business owners were able to do just a couple of months ago are not only impractical, but they prove unsuccessful in this current market right now. So uh, that, that was well said, Phil. Thank you so much. What are the best resources that have helped you along the way? Uh, well, I've had uh, just some wonderful uh, teachers, bosses, mentors along the way that uh, uh, were good examples and uh, shared a lot of knowledge with me. You know, because I've, I've stuck my neck out and tried new things. I've had to rely on people who just knew the business a lot more than I did and uh, just teach me a lot. So I've been, I've been uh, very fortunate to uh, have some uh, great uh, experienced uh, people uh, take me under their wing and just uh, show me the ropes. So how important is it to have a mentor? It's, yeah. it's the same question I was going to ask. <laughs> uh, we think alike a lot. <laughs> We're twins, too. But how, how important is it to have a mentor in your life, someone that you can kind of fall back on or, you know, get advice for where you want to be? Yeah. And it, also it, with that said, uh, Phil, not to cut you off, talk to the entrepreneur out there who's a know-it-all. He doesn't need advice. He, he's got yeah. it all figured out and uh, he doesn't need advice from uh, other amazing people that have proven track records uh, before him. Yeah, well... Uh, entrepreneurship uh, can be a humbling experience, and uh, yes. those people, I think, may have at their attitudes uh, and uh, a mindset of that today. Uh, I won't, uh, uh, wouldn't expect that they would have that uh, forever and ever, because entrepreneurship has a way of humbling you. you, probably, you know, <laughs> Absolutely, <probably wouldn't> <laughs> it does. Mentorship is so important. Uh, I've, uh, I got the mentorship bug uh, uh, all about 15 years ago. I've now been a mentor in six different programs and I think up to about 30 different proteges because I feel uh, obliged to give back. Uh, I'm where I'm at today because of people who uh, uh, 
uh, mentored me. So uh, I wanted to do that for the uh, future leaders and uh, the uh, uh, students, entrepreneurs, uh, vet uh, transitioning veterans, uh, and even executives I've mentored. Uh, it's just uh, such a gratifying thing to do just to give back. And so people don't have to learn the hard way. And Phil, what's, what's the so most important thing you think you've learned in life? And, and how, how that has and how, how has that served you? Um, good question. Uh, I think, and you learn this as you get older, that there's so much more joy in giving than receiving. Yes. Uh, that that's uh, something that uh, we we all, when we're young, get so excited to get those Christmas presents or birthday presents, <laughs> and we're almost ingrained that uh, uh, to ch uh, chase receiving of things. But uh, the, the longer you live, the more you realize it's, it's the th things you give that, that mean so much more than the things you receive. That's terrific. What's one of the biggest challenges that you have right now with your specific role and how did you overcome it? Well, I'm working on a couple that I haven't totally uh, overcame. Uh, so that's one I'm appearing on shows like this to be able to talk about it. Uh, you know, I talked about the blend of uh, how you can... Uh, how business skills help nonprofits. And Max, we talked about scaling. There's one amazing opportunity that we're working on building. I, I had the good fortune of meeting this, uh, uh, this entrepreneur couple, uh, Abdullah and Taz Taru, who were very uh, involved with uh, nonprofits. And they uh, always observed, because they've been in so many galas, that there's this. Uh, some lost opportunity for the nonprofits of the world to convert their uh, gala events into funds to allow them to do good things. And uh, you know, we, last week we had Giving Tuesday. Abdullah and Taz's dream is that every day should be Giving Tuesday. So they created a an app called Tuesday, a company called Tuesday, and are trying to create a user experience that should be out in the Apple store in about a week's time. Awesome. Where donors can uh, state the, these are the kinds of auction items I'm interested in. These are the kind of causes that I care about and they'll get notifications when there's opportunities to make it a Giving Tuesday. That's fantastic. <laughs> I love that name too. And, and we'd, love to, uh, we'd love to connect with them and however we can be of assistance, uh, Phil, we'd love to pledge uh, our assistance to them as well. Uh, let me ask you a question, Phil. Obviously, uh, you've had quite a bit of success in your life. Uh, I always ask this question, and, and, and uh, I got it. It's not mine. I borrowed it from Tony Robbins, and he says it's called the um, the rocking chair test. Imagine, you know, you're 85, 95 sitting in your rocking chair overlooking, uh, you know, the years of your life. Uh, what does that look like for you? Are you uh, satisfied and filled with joy of everything you've accomplished this far, or is there some regret there? Well, uh, you know, those years aren't that far enough for me, but I, I don't think about them from time to time. And in fact, I've kind of uh, been developing this portfolio of startups that uh, I get involved with, I help, I mentor, I try to uh, invest in some, I uh, raise funds for a lot of them. Uh, and now that I own pieces of 10 of them, I envision my rocking chairs, I'm sitting around this lake with 10 fishing poles in the water and uh, <laughs> watching which ones will bite. You know, probably, <laughs> probably for amusement, great, but also just to be part of a big exit. You know, even, even if it's a small part, it's just it's something that I'm just going to be uh, entertaining myself as I become less active. 
Fantastic. Fantastic. So tell us when someone reaches out to you and they need your services from like start to finish, what can they expect throughout that whole process? Well, my favorite types of, of relationships is when I'm a partner, when I'm on the team. You know, there's a difference between being a consultant who comes in, dumps their advice and leaves versus being someone who's on the team. And, you know, I've uh, my fondest memories as a kid were, you know, when the, you know playing on teams uh, when it's like our street against your street or our guys against your guys, but it's baseball, basketball, football, hockey. Uh, I, I'm kind of like reliving that, uh, but instead of on teams where we're huddling about how we're going to get the first down or the mm -hmm. touchdown, we're huddling about how we're going to uh, scale or get past the crisis. And uh, so uh, that's what I truly enjoy. So when uh, someone wants a, 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 some experienced financial leadership for their team, uh, there's a lot of places you can go to get some consulting, but uh, where do you go to get a, a true team member that just wants to uh, be part of what you're doing and uh, uh, someone that you can just call at any, any point in time and say, hey, I need another perspective on this or, or uh, uh, we're stuck on this thing. Uh, can you help us get unstuck? Yeah. yeah. You know, that's, that's what really, you know, above and beyond all the financial uh, uh, skills, talents I bring, it's uh, really just being a, a sounding board and uh, a uh, someone to help the, a co-pilot, so to speak, to help right. someone get get to what their uh, the level they want to get to. You know, one of our tagline, new taglines for the Florida CFO group is, you know, let's elevate businesses together. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. I love it. That's fantastic. And I love being on the team analogy you use because now the visions align. Now you have mm -hmm. someone else uh, laser focused to help you to get where you're going. Phil, let me ask you a question. What are three to five books that has been instrumental to your mindset change that you constantly visit? Because I see I see books as friends. I don't visit them just once. I go revisit them again. And every time I visit them, I find something that I didn't learn the time before. What are three to five books that you would certainly recommend to anyone out there, but certainly to the entrepreneur? Uh, well, I'm reading less than I used to, but I used to read a lot. Uh, the first mentoring group I was in was the Bright House Women's Leadership Circle, and they asked me to pick the leadership book for the uh, class. And I realized there's so many I hadn't read, so I got into uh, crunch mode, and uh, I'm, I must have read hundreds of leadership books in the last 15 years. There's some great ones. Uh, Jim Collins I've always liked. Uh, oh, yes. Books, good to great. That's a great uh, Stephen story. Covey, The Seven Habits, Patrick Lencione, The Five Dysfunctions of the Team. Yes. Uh, there's just so much out there. Uh, and uh, where I find I don't go back and visit my old friends because there's just so many new friends I haven't met yet. Uh, <laughs> podcast, by the way, uh, and that's a great way to, uh, to, uh, to efficiently get information. You can uh, listen to a podcast where you're driving the car where you can't read a book when you're driving the car, right? True. Right. True. Fantastic. Right, right. So... I want to ask, it's kind of like a, a light question. If you were to have a billboard and you could post anything on this billboard, what would you want to post? What would you want to advertise to the public? Well, I already gave Tuesday a, a shout out. Let me give uh, Pink Lotus Technologies a shout out. Shout out. Uh, this, you know, this year, I was, I was so blessed to find two tech for a cause startups to be helping out. And there's this amazing uh, entrepreneur, uh, Marianne Kilgallen, uh, a Latino who's 
been uh, uh, in the restaurant business for a long time, but uh, uh, been uh, studying that how to become a different kind of entrepreneur. She was so moved by the tragic story of the toddler that died in the back of a, a daycare van one day in Orlando about three years ago, that she's put herself on a mission to save kids' lives with technology. And she's invented the POM, the Peace of Mind Monitor, that oh. uh, all sends notifications, not just back to mom, dad, grandparents on their smartphones, but uh, digital connections to 911 through a, a strategic mm. partnership with Rapid SOS, a company backed by Google and Apple, that's creating this uh, amazing safety device for children. So uh, my billboard would be about POM, the Peace of Mind Monitor, and about Marianne, who's uh, looking for uh, additional partnerships, additional investors to fulfill this dream of uh, creating uh, a, a tool for parents uh, and uh, caregivers to uh, give them the peace of mind uh, that uh, if their kids are in trouble, they'll know about it right away. That's, that's terrific. A great, yeah. And, and great shout out to Marianne and, and Palm yeah. and everything they're doing. Uh, you know, it's, 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 it's situations like that that bring about the genius of a Marianne. Mm -hmm. uh, um, let me ask you this, Phil. What is your best tip? You know, in light of COVID, a lot of things are happening around us. What is your best tip for making the world a better place? Oh, uh, well, uh, wow. That's a good question. Uh, the, uh, I'm not sure I'm uh, equipped to answer that. You know, I uh, like to help businesses. Uh, I like to help people. Uh, I don't, uh, I, I think the best tip is everybody just do their own uh, part uh, in their own way to make a difference in the world. That's not gonna be an answer of solved by uh, political genius as much as uh, each individual just realizing that you can make a difference, step up, do your thing and uh, help help your neighbor. Even That's if a it's great just response. a simple act of kindness. Yeah. All right, great response. What are your three to five year goals that you have personally and with uh, the companies? Well, uh, I, I do think uh, I'd like to see all 10 of the companies I'm working with uh, uh, succeed, uh, fulfill their vision, uh, and uh, just uh, be rewarded for uh, how hard they're working. Uh, I think what's made this country uh, survive, uh, what, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys remember the start of the century, there's these books being written about how, what a big disadvantage we have, labor, our labor markets are, so high price compared to uh, India and China, we're, we're destined for a gloomy future. Uh, that never happened because the startup founders that have done the bootstrapping to create things. Uh, you know, that's been uh, what's made this uh, uh, last 20 years, uh, this, uh, an economic success story, sure. buying a few uh, bumps in the road. So uh, I think it's just uh, having the startup founders of the world uh, be uh, uh, rewarded for their uh, uh, with success by teaming up with the right people and just making good things happen. Absolutely. And uh, uh, Phil, where can people connect with you? I mean, obviously you have a wealth of knowledge to, to give. You have a lot of experience to share uh, to the uh, uh, CEOs out there, to the um, entrepreneurs out there who want to connect with you. How best do they connect with you? Well, the uh, FloridaCFOGroup.com 
is a website where you'll not just see my profile, but uh, my 18 partners so that CEOs can uh, look to see who might be the best fit for them or just dial the, uh, our uh, number or send us a note uh, and uh, we'll uh, have a, a preliminary call to uh, match you up with the right partner. Uh, if you're interested in uh, being part of the uh, FESN Florida Entrepreneur Success Network Experience, uh, all you gotta do is just uh, uh, reach out to me on LinkedIn or just click a comment on a video. I'm always looking at the comments because uh, we're all, I'm always looking for uh, new uh, creators. And, uh, and, and these days, whenever I meet someone like uh, you, Dr. Alicia, and you, Max, I'm thinking, yeah, meaningful match, video creator for FESN. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. They're doing it. Yeah, it's, it's it, for us, Phil, just like you, it's all about relationships. It's all about connecting with amazing people like you. So however we can be of service, because we want to lead with a heart of service, uh, you definitely have have a friendship in us in any way, shape, or form. Well, great. Uh, it's been a pleasure to meet you two, and uh, this has been a real fun experience. Thank you yes. so much for taking the time, Phil, to be here. Thank you so much for the amazing work that you're doing here in Central Florida. And thank you for so much for taking the time to share your heartfelt story uh, with the listeners out there, with the entrepreneurs out there, and letting them know that uh, there is hope and you're the living proof of that. Well, thanks for the kind words. Uh, you know, we all are doing our best. Thank is you there, so much. Is there anything else that you would like to add uh, to let our listeners know or any last remarks or words or quotes? Well, uh, just uh, happy holidays to all and uh, hope you all stay safe, healthy and uh, have a prosperous 2021. Hey, podcast fans. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Evolve Into Power. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts to get updates for future episodes. We'll see you next time.